How's it going? Welcome to Dirty Real Estate Show, where we provide bite-sized actionable tips and hacks along with interviews of industry experts to help you elevate your land investment journey. My name is Eric Cole. I'm here with my co-host, Mike Marshall. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dirty Real Estate Show. My name is Mike Marshall, and I am here with the infamous Eric Coe. Welcome. What How is up? What is <laughs> good, up? Man. We're doing good. Uh, you know, uh, it's uh, exciting times. I think we're all keeping really busy, but I think, you know, today we have a really good um, topic. I think a lot of people are kind of dealing with this right now. And so today we wanted to talk about how are we adjusting our land business for uncertainty? There's, I guess there's a few things, I mean, that come to mind, but one of them is, you know, taking extra time, at least in my mind, taking extra time to do more due diligence, maybe it's, or, or just making sure that you're doing your thorough set of due diligence, um, making sure that the um, maybe before, you know, you are willing to roll the dice on certain things, you know, and see what came up. And maybe now you shouldn't necessarily do that. You should take a little bit more time, do a little bit more research, dig a little bit farther into that thing that you maybe have as a question in the back of your mind, you know, so just be a little bit more cautious, a, a little bit more conservative, you know, and, and take a little bit more time to do the due diligence. That's one of the things I think that you can do. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the things that you think about, about buying that property will be the same thing that the end buyer will kind of think about too, right? Because, you know, if you're like kind of hesitant, oh, I don't know, this 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 road, it looks kind of, the access is not that great, you know? Um, the end buyer will think of the same thing. Yeah, for the most part, you know what I mean? So like, that's the kind of stuff that, um, you know, doing due diligence is important. Like, you know, maybe before it's like, hey, you know, the access is okay. You know, they can get to it. It's not a problem, right? And mm-hmm. I buy for X amount. You know, if the market does correct, yes, you know, that might turn them off and they yeah. may want a lower price or whatever. So that kind of leads into another, um, another thing that I think we should kind of consider, make sure you buy a little bit lower, right? Account you know, what's going to happen or may happen, you know? Yeah. Just protect your position a little bit more, you know, and, and, um, you know, buy a little bit more conservatively, you know, and I know that's hard too, because, you know, people feel like that, um, in general over the last couple of years that their offer price is having to increase on a percentage basis. And, and I get that. Um, but maybe, you know, you, maybe you're at a scenario where you're doing blind off or not blind offers, but you're doing neutral offers, you know, neutral letters and stuff, um, or you're doing ranged offers, you know, and there's ways where you could strategize around that, where you protect your position a little bit more. But like you said, yeah, you just try to like buy a little bit lower, you know, and the other thing I thought about too, is like, you know, if you had a criteria before that was set, maybe you need to like change that criteria a little bit more. So Maybe it was like, well, I'll buy this property, even if there's like a, a two track, you know, dirt road into the property, you know, and the, and the access is somewhat questionable. Well, now you're like, oh, no, I need it to be at a quality where I could drive like a two wheel drive pickup, you know, of, over it and get to everything on the property, you know. So you just right. up your you're up your um, criteria just a little bit more is another way to do it. And it's just a way of ensuring that you're buying quality property. Have a little bit higher standard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That, that's exactly it. No, I mean, like, seriously, though, like, I, I think you are totally correct, totally right, because especially, you know, in today's 
day and age, right? Where, you know, there's a lot of things going on. Buying good quality, I mean, you should always buy good quality properties though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you should always do that. And I think sometimes, you know, the last couple of years were just so kind of a little bit more relaxed, I think. I don't know if that's the right term. Um, now it's time to like really do more due diligence and really figure out, okay, if this is the property, you know, if I'm gonna, if I have to hold it for like, you know, a year or whatever, like, would it work, you know, or like, you know, you used to sell for like, you know, within, I don't know, 30, 60 days, it might take longer to sell now, would that be okay? You know, things like that. And I think if you buy better properties, just pay more attention and have a little bit higher standards on properties, um, you'll be okay. Yeah, I agree completely. You know, I think the thing too, is like, for people to have a little faith, you know, in that, if you make it through this downtime, then the good times are going to come back, you know, and then the next time that the, the hard times come, you'll be more prepared. You'll be more confident because you know, you made it through a, a bad time once before, you know, I think of yeah. like agents that I've known before too. And like how, when the market shifts, it washes a lot of agents out, but I've known a lot of agents that have ridden a couple downturns and when they comes, you know, they're prepared for it. They don't necessarily love it but they know that they can make it through it and they're confident. You know, I think the same thing could happen for land investors too. It's a good point too. I mean, and it's all perspective, right? You know, it's just like, what are you going to do to pivot? You know, if a situation comes, because I, I'm a, I'm a big believer. Like if you, you can't really fail, you know, if you don't give up. Right. Yeah. So if you, if you keep trying, like if, okay, well I bought it for X amount or whatever it is. And now it's like I have to either take a loss, right, or hold it, or maybe there's a better way to uh, maybe I can do some value add to the property, right? right. There's like I, I think like when the when when the time comes, you have to be more resourceful, I guess. Um, yeah, I think so, and, and you maybe like also have you know more, more than one or two exit you know strategies. You know, have like a plan B, C, and D that you can go to in the event that you absolutely have to. And the great part is, is worst case scenario, you know, you have an, you have an asset that has value, you know, to it. It's not like you bought something that's gonna, that's gonna have no value. So at worst case scenario, you liquidate it and you get your money back, you know, and, right. and break even worst case scenario, break even worst case scenario, right. you know, um, as long as you're buying right or buying close to right, you should be able to at least do that. So I just, I think that, um, it's an interesting, you have to have like emotional intelligence in all this. You're hearing all that information, you know, everybody wants to talk about, you know, the housing crisis and the economy and inflation and all these things and all these things that are real, but like, you have to be a steward of your own mind. You know, you have to be careful of what you listen to and what you let actually dictate your, your actions, you know? And so we all have to be cognizant of that as well. Yeah. I mean, you are what you feed yourself, right? Yeah. Like different informations. Yeah. No, the different exit strategies also very, very important. Um, it's not just now, right? It's just, you know, I think you should always look at the different exit strategies if they're available. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think to remember too, one thing I thought about, I saw something on the news this morning that made me think about this, though, is just that like, you know, when, when the economy takes a dump, you know, there are people out there with money that are looking for things at good deals, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of money floating around right now, even though we're supposedly in a recession or whatever you want to call it, 
there are still a lot of money flowing around. People with money will look for good deals because they know right now it's a time to buy. Exactly. Right. That's exactly so, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, to wrap this up, I think, you know, we just need to do more due diligence, have different exit strategies, yeah. underwrite the property better, like, you know, account the 10 to 20% ish, mm-hmm. you know, downturn if that. And I think you'll be okay and just have a little higher standard on the properties. I agree completely. Makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Any last words? Nope. That's it. All right. This is a good one. All right. Until next time. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, There's a lot of value in this and I hope you can take these actionable items and apply to your real estate land investment business. Uh, If you feel like we brought some value to you, please leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. This will allow the algorithm to kind of push a podcast up higher and get more reach so that we can help more people. And also share with your friends, you know, your investor friends or whoever are kind of in that investing space. Uh, Until next time, have a good one.